You're listening to the Contagious Confidence Podcast, and I'm your host, Katie Hawks. Confidence is a journey, and I'm here to remind you that you're not alone. Every Tuesday, I'm bringing you episodes that will inspire, encourage, and challenge you. Are you ready? Have you been searching for love for a long time? Or does your life feel out of balance? Do things just feel off? Or do you feel like something's missing? Well, my friend, this episode is for you. I am delighted to introduce you to feng shui expert Patricia Lohan. Not only is she an expert in the art of ancient energy work, but she's also a manifesting magnet, alchemist, healer, and real-life Irish Celtic shaman. Some people actually call her the Mary Poppins of prosperity. Patricia is the creator of Powerhouse Feng Shui and the author of The Happy Home, a guide to creating a happy, healthy, wealthy life and become a business powerhouse using Feng Shui. She helps entrepreneurs make their homes and businesses magnetic to money, luck, and blessings. She shows you what they don't teach you in business school and what lies in between the lines, your top secret tool for success. She has helped thousands of people across the globe embrace feng shui and create lasting changes in their businesses, homes, and lives. Patricia has seen firsthand the power of the mind, surroundings, and inner healing, clearing and aligning everything so it works holistically. She loves entrepreneurship with 15 years of experience running and growing three successful startups of her own. Patricia has been featured in media around the world, including the New York Times, CNN, Fox, Forbes, the New York Post, She Knows, Essence, Mind Body Green, USA Today, and Elephant Journal, and now the Contagious Confidence Podcast. Y'all, this episode is so juicy. I absolutely love my conversation with Patricia. Through feng shui and some magical manifesting, she actually called her husband into her life. She shares tons of stories of people who have made some simple changes in their lives and homes and have been able to call in some amazing things into their lives. I am obsessed with everything that we talked about in this episode, and I know you will be too. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the Contagious Confidence Podcast. I cannot wait to dive into this conversation today. I'm so excited to have my guest Patricia on the podcast today. Uh, And we're talking about some interesting topics. I'm just, I'm so like lit up and excited about it. So I can't wait to dive into it. But Patricia, welcome to the Contagious Confidence Podcast. I'm so excited to have you and I'd love to give you a chance to say hello to my audience. Thanks so much, Katie. I am so pleased to be here and um, I absolutely love the name of your podcast and um, I'm excited to chat to you. Yay. (laughs) Yes. Well, yeah, when we got on, we were just chatting before Patricia was like, I love the name. So I I love that feedback. I think it's like, it helps me keep going. So I appreciate the feedback on the name. (laughs) So. Um, but today we're talking about uh, how to call in your soulmate like you did your husband. 
Um, So I'm very intrigued. And I think a lot of my audience will be too. But you also do a lot of work around feng shui. And I think it's so cool and how we can tie that into confidence. So I also want to touch on that as well during this. Yes, I love it. All my favorite things I love about like love and feng shui and getting your house set up to be, you know, more confident, shine your light in the world. Yeah, yeah, it really has a lot to do with it. So I'm really, really excited to dive into this today. Um, So I'm just going to start right out the gate (laughs) with my first question for you. Um, And what does it mean to call in your soulmate? So um, I think that for me, it was really about getting clear that there was a person out there that was for me, that was like the right match for me and um, kind of kismet, like destined to be together. Um, and that was a journey to, first of all, like this exists, this person exists. And then what's the gap between me and them and him for me um, to 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 first to meet, you know, because I think it's it's all energy. And um you know, I had a very long history of not being in very good relationships or very healthy relationships or with people that were the right fit for me or understood me or had the same values, the same, the same, the same values, the same outlook, the same kind of quirky, uh, you know, um, sense of humor, you know, like all of those things that kind of got me. And I never experienced that, but I, and I think part of me was just like, I had to really hold strong to realize that person was available and, and, a, and a possibility and not settle for, you know, you know, out of a desperation of like, oh no, I need to meet, meet someone and, you know, you, you want to be exactly the right fit. It's like, no, I am here to be like that right person is available. Um, but you have to prepare yourself and that was one of the things that I did was I got myself ready to meet the person that I wanted to call in and um you know I I was just actually so strange I just had a shower before our interview and I was thinking about like how um you know when I was 16 I set a password for my first email account and the password, I, you know, I was like, I was living in, I moved to France for an exchange and it was my first email. And I was like, God, I need a password that I'll never, ever forget. And it's like, never forget. What will I use? And this Barbie came into my head, Barbie. And I was like, oh, that's easy. I'll never forget that. Like, you know, I have no interest in Barbies. I didn't even have them when I was a kid. I wasn't even into dolls. Anyways, I had that password. So that was 16. And fast forward, like, Oh my God, 16, 17, no more. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and many more of the years later, I'm sitting in my apart in, in, in my in my office, my new office. And the office is actually in the house that my husband has built, my then boyfriend partner that I'd moved into. And I was typing and I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, oh my God. So my password of that still was still Barbie. And my husband now is called Ken. Oh wow. So like we are admitting, and I was like, oh my God, like for all these years, I've been typing Barbie, Barbie and all different iterations, you know, you add on numbers and capitals and all the crap of the password. Now I don't have that as my password anymore, but um, I kind of was like, wow, like we have no idea what we're like putting out into the world. And that was like one, like, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even intentional. So for me calling in love, there was like intentional things that I did, like very intentional things. 
But then there was very unintentional, unconscious things that I was doing as well to meet Ken and call him into my life. But that was kind of a fun, quirky thing that everybody can do, you know, and it doesn't mean like you have to pick like a random name, <laughs> like I want myself, like I didn't kind of think, oh, my guy's going to be called Ken. But, you know, what about like, you know, I um, that kind of aff- affirmation or that idea of like, oh, my God, my, you know, um my soulmate exists that kind of belief I think is really important and then what do I need to do how do I need to show up and um, how do I need to set my environment up my life up to call them in yeah oh I love I think that is so so cool because it's when you think about it it's like that bird's eye view of like everything that you were doing it was like an intentional intentional practice that you're doing so that is so neat and that you realize that because I like I do the same thing with my husband um I think about like all the chances we had to meet and then we didn't meet until it was like the right time for us to meet and fall in love so I think that is really really cool um so one thing that you mentioned was that you believe it's all about energy Mm -hmm. so can you talk more about what you mean by it's all about energy and calling in these things and like how you kind of work through that energy? I suppose um, like everything, everything has a frequency. So for example, you know, back back then, you know, there was like, a, a, was a, I was like emitting a radio wave of like Barbie, Barbie, Barbie into the ether. And um, I also, but like when, when I, the, my kind of follow on from being now like a full-time feng shui expert is um, I, I did sound healing. And um, I did sound with Tibetan bowls and with voice and mantra um, and everything has a, a, a frequency and a sound. So if you've ever seen the, um, there's a test on YouTube, you can type it in and say like tuning forks. So it's like you bing, bing one tuning fork, fork bing, I'd like to say five, five, three, two hertz, which is the heart chakra or the heart frequency, uh, four, two, four, three, two hertz. Ding. And then you get like a 500 hertz tuning fork beside it. Nothing happens. But if you put a 432 hertz being a 432 hertz uh, tuning fork and you bring another 432 hertz ch- ch- uh, tuning fork and they're not bes- they're beside each other, the other one will start to vibrate. It's a match. There's like a resonance. Like it's like bing, we're a match and it'll start to vibrate. So um, I feel like what ha- what what we have to do as, you know, um, people wanting to call in things into our lives it's about like what's the thing that I, like you know what I mean for example one of the things I did when I wanted to call in Ken um I remembered like being into feng shui when I was like 16 and reading books about it and then fast forward to moving into my apartment my new apartment so I was in my um early 30s I just come back from India I was like moving apart and I said the first thing I said was I'm moving in here and I'm not leaving until I m- move in with my future husband. And my flatmate rolled around laughing. She was like, she just didn't take it seriously. And I was like, really like, no, I am. This is who I'm going to be. So there was this sense of like clarity in my system, like my in my energy was this is what I'm ready. I'm not I'm not looking for, you know, random guys who, don't, who are not looking for a relationship. Like I'm not looking for anything except my future husband. Like that's it. So that's a very clear thing. It's like, what signal are you putting out? It's like, what signal? So I moved in and I was like, this is what I'm doing. And then all of a sudden it was like, once I kind of made that clear decision, and I think there's a part with that clear decision. And at the very beginning, I talked about having this belief that that person is there. Because if you don't believe that person is available for you, 
and they're not like you can you could do all the all the praying all the feng shui and all the stuff if you don't have that belief in yourself that that person is is a possibility in your life it's gonna it's it's you may as well just like that's the first thing you need to focus on first of all is that belief and how do you build that belief do you know what we talked about at the very beginning about building confidence it's practice like what how to build that belief is seeing examples of other people you know so I had a lot of examples of other people that I loved who were in relationships and I was like they met their summit they met theirs they met theirs and like if you live in a world of like oh everyone is single and there's no single people and they're all blah 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 like that's you're not going to have the belief so we have to start with the belief first but then I moved into the apartment and I was like right I want the belief I'm not looking for like any anybody looking for a husband that's my that's what I'm looking for so that's my energy my decision and then what do I need to do set up my environment to call this person in so I walked into my my apartment and um the bedroom I happened to in mad synchronistic of manifesting things I ended up moving into an apartment that was my sister's that had been she had lived in for nine years previously she had been single for nine years in this apartment so like the track record for attracting love in this apartment was horrific like it was absolutely terrible her and her flatmates that lived in it they never met anybody so I knew this about it but I was like hmm I need to do my my feng shui on this so I walked into the apartment and I had a clear vision of like I need to call in someone so it needs to be open the space needs to be available for someone so not a natu- I wasn't a naturally tidy person at the time still not as naturally tidy as I would like my husband is <laughs> but I set up my bedroom for this person so I started to act as if this person was in my life even though they weren't in my life you know so I went to my apartment to my apartment and I walked in and the first thing in the bedroom was right in front of me was a mirror so you open, open up the door of the bedroom it was a long mirror facing the door so in feng shui, in general feng shui, when you open the front door and you face a mirror, the mirror is sending all the energy out. So basically, my sister's bedroom had been repelling love for nine years because the mirror was there going, no, 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 gone, out, out, out. Like energy comes in, no, turns away, gone. So um, I was like, was this a, a hack of my dad's that he knew some kind of feng shui? Because he put that up. <laughs> so, so maybe he did. I have no idea. But anyways, I was like, okay, I still want to use the mirror because it's useful, but what can I do with it? So I put a little curtain over it. So that means she comes in, the energy is coming into the space. Then the double bed was, there was a double bed. So you just think about, okay, if I want to call in somebody into my life, I need to have space in my bed for them. You know, so if, if you had a single bed and it's pushed against the wall, you say the little single bed and the single bed there's no space for somebody, you know, it's like, there's no space. So let's, let's not like, so let's make space. Let's get a double bed. And I actually had a message. I got an invitation on Facebook from a woman who did this, who changed her. She's invited me to her wedding in the UK next year. But she basically followed my example, my, 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 uh, what I'm going to share with you today. So guys, like ladies, gals, if you're listening, you want to call in love, like do this. <laughs> you can set, you, I'm also open to wedding invitations. <laughs> So, so she said, so I, I walked into this bed, the bed was jammed up against the window. There was no space for this person to get in. So you have to think about, okay, if I'm going to live in the, live with someone, like how's this room going to be set up for another person here? 
So that bed was jammed up against the wall. So a single bed or a bed up against the wall is pushing love away. It's like there's no space. So you want to make space. So I pulled the bed out and there was two bedside tables. So I had to, I put them on both sides of the bed. And I even started thinking about like walking into the bedroom and walking around. And I was like, well, I'm going to just sleep on my side of the side of the bed. I used to be a bit of a starfish sleeper and take the whole bed. But I was like, no, 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 I'm going to make space for this person. I'm going to sleep on my side of the bed. So um, what else did I do? So I, I, then I realized I was like looking around and that room was like so feminine. So it was like a cerise pink. The entire room was like the brightest, brightest pink you've ever seen. And like having a feminine room is okay. But, you know, if you're a woman and you want to have more feminine, that's totally fine. But if you wanted to call in love, it needs to be a bit more balanced. It needs to be in balance. It needs like yin yang. We need both. So I actually had a re- had three of the walls repainted to like a, a white, and then I kept one pink wall. So like a lot of fire element. Fire a little bit of fire element is okay in the bedroom because it's like bringing a bit of path and energy. But too much was just too much. So it, that was just way too much. So I got the walls repainted. And um, I ended up also getting, um, looking at like the, the walls. So on the walls, there was no artwork. So I brought in a picture of a couple. So you just start thinking, well, what do I need to be programming myself and my home for? What do I need to be setting it up for? So I had a piece of art. I actually had this beautiful statue as well of this couple kind of in a dance together, which was gorgeous. Um, I left the bedside table on his side or her side of the bed empty um and i also left space in the wardrobe um for this person to be able when they come in there's they have somewhere to stay they have a place to hang their clothes um and i'll never forget like two instances of things that i did that people would be like that's a bit extreme but it's like i was as you said you asked me the question talk about energy you're like where is this energy it's like i was emitting an energy of I'm making space. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. So uh, at the time, I was also teaching yoga classes. And on a Tuesday, I used to teach a class, lunchtime, and one student came and I made five euros. Now, you know, I was cycling around Dublin. My career had not necessarily just taken off at that stage. And with the five euros, I didn't go and buy my lunch. I went to TK Maxx or TJ Maxx and bought hangers black ones because my own ones were pink so I had pink ones for me and I left these black hangers specifically and I'm like there for my husband so every time I opened my wardrobe I was like there for my husband there for my husband there's space for him he's tall he is actually tall <laughs> and he's right so there's the whole like you know when your environment is ready you're setting it up you're like setting yourself up for that future wow that's really powerful and so intentional. Mm. I, you just don't think about that because I I mean, I remember when I was in like a season of waiting for my husband and I like would change everything about myself for the guy I liked and then it would never work out because I wasn't truly being myself. And I finally was like, you know what? I'm just going to start becoming the person that my future husband needs. And that's what I focused on. And I think in my own way, I was also calling in my future husband because I like was no longer focused on the guys that I liked. I was focused on myself and loving myself and like being the woman that someone could love and like loving myself first. And then that's when he came into my life. So it's like, it's, you really have to put that energy out there and realize like, cause I think 
many people who are single, and I'm making an assumption here, but (laughs) many people who are single are like, oh, I'm just going to be single forever. That's the energy they're putting out. So how are they going to meet someone? (laughs) So exactly i'm gonna be single forever there's there's no single people out there i'm like you're only looking for one person like one so i used to laugh at like listening to people because i also i was also and i love what you said about the self-love thing and looking after yourself first because i was the happiest single person ever so believe it or not like i like after i ended up meeting ken lots of my single friends around me were like, well, what did you do? Like, how did you meet him? And I was like, well, like this and this and this and this. And I had like a whole thing. And then I ended up creating a course that actually called the Soulmate Attraction Formula that helps women like attract love. But what I realized was a big part of that course was like, and part what I had to instill was that like, I was the happiest single person. Like, so, you know, when you're in business and people are like, find the pain points and talk. And I was like, I don't want to talk about pain points. Like I was a very happy single person. Like I was, I believe the person was on the way. I set my space up. I made space in my life. And then I got away, got on with life and I was having a great time. Like I really was like the happiest version of myself. And that's when it was ready because everything else was set up. So it's like, oh yes, I have a lovely room that's kept into like guests. People would come visit my house or whatever. Friends will come over and they're like, your bedroom is like immaculate. I'm like, it's ready. You know, it's ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to be like, oh my God, look at my bedroom is a mess. No, 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 it's ready. Um, and I think this is a big part of, of this journey is that oftentimes we spend and oh my God, like, oh my God. <laughs> so since I started teaching the soulmate, after the soulmate work, then I realized I don't want to talk to people who are being miserable. So like, don't be in victim mode, be the solution. Like, what's the solution? Like, show up as the solution, which is, you know, this idea of when you talk, we went back to what we talked about. It's like a practice. Like, you have to show up for it. People ask, like, how are you confident? I'm like, because I keep talking about the thing and I keep getting the fuel. And people, you know, it's like, it's like the, you just keep showing up and you get better. You just get better and better and better. So was the first guy that came into my life after I found in my apartment the ideal guy? No. Was the second guy? No. Was the third guy? No. But Ken was. It wasn't like I gave up after. I was like, oh, I did that function. It didn't work. It was like the first guy I learned a lot. And I think this is one of the things when we're in this journey is like being super happy and open to whoever comes in and be so delighted with the gifts that they teach you because you learn like, oh, actually... I want someone that kind of gets me a bit, or I want someone who's a bit more spiritual, you know? So all the single women around me asked, like, how did you meet Ken? How did you meet? So I created the course. And then believe it or not, like, obviously people did meet their soulmate, like after they, the course was super fun, but the ones that still were in victim mode or like, oh, poor me, or I'm too old or put these, had all of these excuses, just didn't. And that's because they, they've just, yeah, they're, they've like talked themselves into it. But you can talk yourself into it, or you can talk yourself out of it. Um, so another biggie, like a massive one. So after we progressed from the soulmate program, which I loved, and I love helping people, and now members of my my um, community, my feng shui community, can get can act, can access that course um, as well. But when I started looking at single women's homes, this is when I just I couldn't believe it because unconsciously their homes were set up for just single women. So you're just going to, you're going to love this. And everyone listening is going to be running around their house, hopefully, who are single, I want to call in love. So this started very early in my feng shui career. 
And um, a lady asked me to come to Feng Shui, our house, and she was selling it. So I get to her house, I'm walking around. I'm like, God, like, there's a heart there, and there's a heart there, and there's another heart there. And everywhere, there was all, you know, you can buy these lovely ceramic hearts and then little wicker hearts and hearts that are made from whatever, stone heart, like every type of heart possible. They were all single. So it's like one heart there, one giant heart here, one everywhere. I walked around the house, there was 18 hearts on their own. I was like, oh, I'm in like the Lonely Hearts Club. Like this is just, everything is like singular. So when we started pairing them up, so she was feng shui to sell her house. Like she wasn't coming to call it love, but she didn't have two bedside tables. There was no images. All the women pictures in her office were all single women pictures. She had been single for like five years. And she was like, oh, man, Patricia. So um, then we functionate her apartment. This gets so funny. So in her bedroom, there was this like massive big picture. And there was a um, kind of like a picture of the ocean with a big pole. So you know if you ever see, when you're looking at the sea, sometimes there's, there's these markers for the depth of the water. So it was like a picture of a big, tall pole on its own. And I was like, what do you think? Here's another single thing, like one pole on its own in the sea, on its own. So I was like, tell me about this. This. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, oh, I was like, well, it's another, it's another singular picture. And she's like, the guy love it. And, you know, I know I know the guy who paint, who, who painted it. I was like, oh, right, fine. Pass her more. So fast forward, she's sold her house for what she wanted. We've done that. We got to the her new, sp- new place and we're working together again. And I see the picture with the single pole. And I was like, I told you about this. Like, she's like, I really do want to call in love now. And I'm like, what about this? You know, we already discussed it. And she's like, oh, I was like, what? So basically she feng shui'd her house to sell it, but she did all the feng shui stuff. She paired all the hearts. So she would have activated some of the love area for positive energy. And she ended up dating the guy who painted the picture because he was in her bedroom. His picture was in her bedroom, like physical. <laughs> I was like so so that literally I was like so do you are you interested in him is it you want to no 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 I don't I was like it has to go it just has to go so like this whole thing like more and more so like one lady once we started once I started on this journey it was like artwork everywhere single women pictures on their own one woman had a picture she had 12 years she'd been single she said to her friends like do I have mistress written across my forehead it's like uh no no, no, no. When she joined our program Powerhouse, she started analyzing all the art like I teach and realized that the painting in her bedroom was not just one single woman on its own. The painting was by Van Gogh of his mistress. Mm. So like there's just, this is it. It's all energy. There's some, every single piece, everything in your house has an energy. And if you, and it's a mirror to you. So it's a match. So oftentimes people dare decorate or bring art or do things in their house. That is a match to where they're at, like to their current. But actually what you really want to be doing is make your bedroom and your house a vision board for where you want to go, to what you want to create, to, to this, like use it. Because if you don't use it, it's going to keep you stuck. Wow. That's so interesting and so powerful because I, I never thought about that before. And I'm sure a lot of people listening have never thought about that before too. But yeah, like you said, everything has energy. Everything is calling in something into your home. So you need to set up 
your home to where you want to go. That is so fascinating. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I really do want to dive into like the feng shui piece a lot more, but I do want to continue to talk about the soulmate for a little bit longer. Um, so how did you figure out what you wanted in a soulmate? Um, going back to that conversation earlier about like all the people that I had been with, like I literally wrote down a list of all the good qualities, the good things about them all. Like, you know, what are the things that I really enjoyed about this person, this person, this person, you know, cause then you get a better, clearer picture. And, um, like, you know, honestly, on the top of my list was tall, dark, handsome, <laughs> <laughs> which is proud. You know, so I think for me, though, it was just like, what, what, um, so also kind of mad story. But when I was sick, when I was in my late 20s, um, I woke up and I'd had a dream. And I didn't really ever dream very vividly, but I've had this crazy dream about um, meeting my soulmate. And um, when I, when I went to that next day, I got up all excited. I was like, oh my 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 soulmate and um my sister and my friend were with me and I was telling them all about the dream they're like write it down write it down so I kind of write it wrote down all these things like you know you're traveling so for me when you're the kind of person you're looking for is for me it was like someone that's an adventurer that's into the same has the same values like what are my values what would I like and you have to get clear. So um, I was very clear with that kind of list of the I, the criteria, not even, it's not criteria, but like the traits that I'd like this person to have. Like down to um, loves to dance, um, a great dancer loves to dance or would love to learn how to dance. So I had like done a big list. Now, did I every day when I, when I met people, get my list out and go, no, yes, <laughs> no, not at all. Like there, is, there was no attachment. I think this is one of the big things. It was like, I set my bedroom off, up, I went up about my business. I wrote my list, I went off about my business. Did I sit and dwell on it? Did I think, no. But I did write that that dream list and um, that dream down. And um, I was in a very quirky cafe in my hometown and, and it had all these like drawers with like poems and things left. So I popped it into a, into a drawer there. That was a long, long time earlier. Anyways, I remember having this conversation with uh, a friend of mine. So she was telling me that she'd been single for all these years and she was a bit miserable. And I was like, well, do you remember the last time we talked? I said, well, what do you want? Like, what do you want? She was like, what kind of guy do you want? She said, I want an honest guy. I want an honest guy. And I was like, all right, honest enough. No, 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 it's not an honest guy. So obviously this was from her past experience of maybe, I don't know, her exes or whatever, but honest. So this was a few months later and she was still on the, on the, I met no one, blah, blah. And I said, well, what, remember we met? I said, well, who have you met since? And she's like, he's too old, too young, too this, blah, 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 blah. And I said, I bet you they all have one trait in common. She's like, what? I bet she's honest. I bet you they were super honest. I bet you they were the most honest person you could possibly ever meet. And she was like, mm-hmm. she got like super uncomfortable. And I was like, get your pen out now. So we sat down and we just started to like write down and get that clarity. And like, you can have fun with it. You know, that line of like, wants to dance, and love to dance. Um, after I met Ken, we were, I was, we were together only a few months and a friend of mine invited me to her wedding. And of course I said, oh, can I bring this new guy that I'm dating? So I invited Ken with me to the wedding. Then I was out dancing with one of my other friends and I came back to the table and he literally said, I love dancing. I'd love to learn how to dance properly. 
And I literally nearly fell off the chair. I was like, oh my God. Okay. And then I then I disclosed to him, I was like, oh my God, like I've written this like list of all these things. And that was the only thing that was left. Like that was the only thing. And he's like, list him. <laughs> so and we found it one day when we were in the house. We found it actually. I did a live a few months ago, actually, in my members, in my free group, um, reading it out and all the traits. And I was like, Am I funny? Am I this? Am I this? Am I this? And there were all everyone was all my community were laughing because they're like, yeah yeah that's so neat it's like it's like all of the past people are amazing gifts like hold nothing bad about them just be like clean slate what were the best parts what did I learn and then what what's the next thing and what could be even more like you're you're allowed to and if you can dream it you can totally conceive it yeah yeah 100% and yeah I had like I definitely took what I liked about the people that I dated previously and um, what I didn't like and what I was looking for and got very specific. Um, And I think that is like so important because it's like not every person you date is your soulmate. You're going to learn lessons, like you said, and you're going to take things. Yeah. 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 (laughs) That I wish I'd known a little bit earlier was like not every person is going to be my soulmate. And even when I first met Ken, he repeated this kind of thing several times and it drove me nuts because I kind of I kind of knew that he was the one I didn't I knew or a bit maybe like a bit earlier than him um and I he was he kept saying a reason a season or a lifetime a reason is they come people come into your life a reason a season or a lifetime and he's like whatever this is I don't care I'm loving it like so a reason a season or a lifetime and when you get into that place you're like oh okay so this person is for a reason what's the reason or a season like what's the season Uh, or a lifetime and and like not attached to any of them because they're all going to be blessings in some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So I think a, a lot of people are just like so committed to finding that person and that they like don't want to be single. So they're just dating, dating, dating because they want to find that person. They're not really taking into account like the person that they're dating and what they like about them, what they don't like about them. And that's so important. Um. So you said that you kind of knew a little bit before he did that he was your soulmate. So how did you know, like what, what were some signs that you're like, he's definitely my soulmate besides the list. And (laughs) it's just so incredibly easy. Like it was just like no second guessing. There was no drama. There was no, like, it was just like, he said, he'd call me and he called me and then I, I call him back. He texted me, I texted him. Like it was just easy and straightforward. And then he would just, we would do things that were like so alike or had so many interests, you know. Um, and from even like a big thing with my spiritual friend, my friends from the more spiritual community in Ireland were just like, oh my God, like where did you meet a spiritual guy? There's none. They don't exist. And I'm like, yes, they do. Um, and also like we met doing something that we both were interested in, you know. So I we met at a shamanic event. So um, there was like 200 people there. My friend rang me and said, hey, I'm going to this thing. His friend rang him and said, I'm going to this thing. Do you want to come? Um, And it was just very, yeah, it was easy. And then when we did meet, um, so we met at that event. We did a fire walk that night, um, which was kind of fun. We did an easy chat. And I kind of just went looking for him because I didn't have his name, didn't have his number, just knew that he went to the Buddhist center. 
So he had like interests that were similar. So I think that's the thing. It's like people say, and it's like the cliche, you know, when you know, but I kind of just did. I was like, this is so, and it was so different to everything else that I was like, this feels really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had a similar experience because I met my husband my senior year of college and I like, I was very like focused on moving to the city in the States, Nashville. I'm sure Mm -hmm. you've probably heard of it, but it's like music city. And I wanted to work in country music and all of that stuff. I was like really excited to to do that once I graduated. And then I met him. And the next week I was supposed to go hand out resumes in Nashville. um, And I decided not to hand out. I think I handed out one. And then I told my parents, I was like, I met this guy and there's something about him. And I don't think I want to move here right after college because I want to see where this goes. And (laughs) 10 years later, we're we're married and having a baby. So it's like, (laughs) you know, so it really like it's that kind of like knowing like, okay, there's something different about this. I'm I want to see where this goes. Because I I think a lot of people might not have that knowing. And I think it's different for everyone. But yeah. Yeah. So it's really fun to talk about (laughs) this. And there's so much like alignment. I love this topic. Yeah. Well, so how did calling in your soulmate help you with your confidence? Um, how did it help me with my confidence? I think that one of the things was um in general was this idea of it helped me with my confidence about feng shui massively, which is my career. And um or, or not necessarily my business, but it has ended up being my business. And um by having him in my life, you know, it just ended up kind of like people were like, Well, how did you meet him? I'm like, well, like this and this and this. But that kind of stuff, that one part was really amazing because it led me to be able to support loads of women to call in their soulmates. You know, we actually just had um one of our clients, one of our members of Powerhouse just got engaged, like literally the other day. And the reason she joined our program was to meet someone. So it's like it's led for me to be almost like a, you know, a torch of like, this is available for you. You can do the thing, set it up. So that definitely was a big part and then having someone who actually completely has belief in me like just so much belief in this is the thing I want to do like let's go travel together like we we traveled we basically went on honeymoon in 2015 and we've been traveling since we now live in Greece some for some of the year we lived in Bali but we've traveled all over the world together and that you know and, and run a business together and you know I'll have something he's like oh he's got my back you know, it's like that has been really good. It's like, no, 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 have faith in yourself. You've got this, you know, you know what you're doing. And that has was amazing. Like, because, you know, sometimes you can doubt yourself. And then he's like, there's just no question that he was just has this confidence in me as well. So that was really, that's really been massive. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would definitely say my husband's support and like really just encouraging me has definitely helped me with my confidence too. I mean, he's helped me. He he was like very paramount in helping me get to where I am today because he just supported me. He he thinks I am like hot stuff. And I'm just like, I I really had very low self-confidence when I met him. And he was just like, you're beautiful. I love the way you look. I love everything about you. Um, Because I was very insecure after like, hearing about him before I met him that he only dated redheads and I'm not a redhead. <laughs> so, and 
his sister was the one that introduced us and she was like just so you know he might not want to date you because he don't have red hair just like I want to introduce you but he's very like he likes redheads but I mean something was different about me and I've never wanted to change my hair and I'm just like I I like being blonde and (laughs) so it's like I he like absolutely accepted me for who I was and that allowed mm-hmm. me to fully accept myself for who I was too. And I think that is so, so important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just cool. But anyway, um, now I want to talk about feng shui um, because you've mentioned it uh, quite a few times already. So I would love for you to share um, what feng shui is for those that are not familiar. Okay. So feng shui is like acupuncture for your home. So essentially, you know, if you're feeling a bit out of whack, you can either go to a regular doctor or you can go to an acupuncturist and they will support you, bring you back into balance and into harmony. And essentially the same goes for your house. So when you move into your house, it has a certain date of birth that has a certain energy. And whether you know, whether you like it or not, its energy is impacting you and your life and all areas of your life. So your health, your career, your relationships, you know, so, so for me today, I shared with you lots of different things you can do in your bedroom to call in love, like that kind of set up. And that is like kind of tip of the iceberg feng shui, like that's very much, you know, the, the imagine going to the acupuncture, they give you some dietary advice and they say, you know, we better, if you don't eat all the chips every, you know, you know, you know whatever <clears throat> that you'd be better if you, you know, but they're not going to give you like fashion advice, like the acupuncture, they'll just give you like health benefit things. And that's kind of like what setting up the bedroom would be like writing the list, all of those, these are some really good things you can do. But ultimately, we're going to need to, I'm going to, they're going to put these needles in specific points in your body to balance and harmonize your body. Every part of your home represents a different part of your life. So back to kind of that body analogy, your heart has its job, it's doing its job, the lungs, the kidneys, they have their own functions. And every part of your home has a energy that is connected to your life. So your career, your health, relationships, your business your um, family, your fertility, you know, all, all aspects. And um, so if one of those, so basically most people will come to me when they're, something is off in their life, basically. It's like something's not moving the way they want it. So whether it's they're not calling in love, whether it's their finances are out of whack, whether they're working really hard, but they're still not getting the money they want, or their kids are fighting all the time, like there's just something off. And they've done a lot of the things. So they've maybe made the vision board. They're working hard. They've done money blocks. They've looked, they're like, but I still don't know why, you know, you know, or me and my husband, we get on better when we're on holidays than we do when we're in our house or when we're outside, outside. So that's where people will come to me. And the people ask me, like, how do I know if my house is bad feng shui? And I'm like, well, how's your life? You know, like what's going on in your life? Because it's a mirror. It's just like the artwork that you've put up on the wall of, you know, if you're single, it's a match. The energy of your house is a match to you. So when we start to balance the house, the different elements, it's very bespoke. You know, every person is different. Every house is different. When we start to balance it, we what we're doing is tapping the house into like universal flow. So just imagine, yeah, I don't know, where's your favorite place in nature, Katie? If you're out in nature, where's your favorite place to go? In the mountains, like mountains. with a view. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 
So you're up in the mountains, you can see the blue sky, the clouds are waving by, maybe there's, I don't know if there's snow or the trees, and it's just like so expansive and beautiful. And you just feel really good. Like there's just something about being in your favorite place in nature. You feel like connected. There's just, it's amazing. No matter what's going on in your life, you're just like, oh. So that's essentially what we want to recreate energetically in your house to bring that energy of nature back into your house. So when your house is in flow and um, you feel good and things start to feel good. Um, so if feng shui comes from the um, traditional Chinese medicine, so that's why I always connect it with the acupuncture, that, that theory. And the same idea of like that yin and yang energy. So it's about this, this sense of balance and harmony. And if our house is way too yang, it's too busy, too much hecticness, then there's it can it can be overwhelming. But if it's too yin, nothing's happening. And it's like, what the hell? So what we want to do is bring it into this balance. And that's that center line called the Tao, where you're like tapped into nature and things are flowing. And, you know, everyone's getting on well. There's money flowing in. There's a nice relationship. You know, it's just life is easier. So that's what ultimately we want um, and what we create and help our our clients create when they when they join our program. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love when I was younger. I would spend so much time like rearranging my bedroom in different ways because I liked the change in energy that I would feel when I would move my bed to a different wall. And like, I don't think my bedroom was ever the same way, like for more than a year, because I just love changing it so much. And I got very strong trying to remove my own furniture because I didn't want my parents to know what I was doing in my room. <laughs> then they come in and my entire room was in a different uh, orientation. So like, I've that. always like, I've always felt like the energy and I get like very like, I'm very affected by my environment. So when things are messy and not organized, I have to take the time to clean it. And I like, we'll let it get into a point. I'm like, I can't take it anymore. I got to clean it. <laughs> so I, yeah. I love that. That's like, I think I love how you explain feng shui. And I don't think a lot of people know like the impact that can have because they've never really experienced it. So why do you think people should practice feng shui? Um, I think people should practice feng shui because it is, you know, have you ever been to a house where you feel kind of weird? You walk in and you're like, oh, weird. Yeah. Like, you know, we don't need to have more things creating more hustle in our lives. You know, we only have control of certain things in our lives. We have control of our own thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our body, like what we consume. But we also, you know, have our home like we can look after this space and it can support us. So for me, it's like we're the captain and we have a span of control. So outside, what's going on in the news? Oh, we don't know. It's all crazy. We don't we don't have control of that. But what we can look after is create a sanctuary and a haven and a harmonious environment. And that's why the belief feng shui is so powerful and so important, because if you don't have your house feng shui um, and it's going to be quite doing like I have a lot of people who come to me in very difficult situations like they're about to lose their house or their their family they're on the verge of divorce or their kids don't want to come home and there's health issues like it can sometimes be really extreme and I'm like nobody wants this so let's bring your house into balance um, and I see feng shui not as a place like don't come you can come to me if you're in an extreme but just like 
wouldn't it be nice to have things a bit better, a bit easier, a bit simpler, like more flow? So if you want more of that, there is an, an opportunity to tap in and harness the energy of your home. And that's a beautiful gift that you can give to yourself, but it's not just you. And this is where, for me, it's just, I've just seen this massive ripple effect for the people in um, in our community. So, you know, I started teaching feng shui, helping women call in love, then helping them, you know, improve their career and their businesses. But you know what's been the biggest, funnest part is the kids. The kids are getting into the schools they want to get into. They're getting on better. They're happier. They're, you know, there's just, they're thriving. The husbands and their partners are getting promotions and better jobs. So it's like not it's a, your home is this microcosm that you can use to support you and everybody in it. So when we start to do that, it starts to really make a difference. And that's why I believe we should use it, because, you know, we only have certain levers that we can pull in our life to improve. Like what's I can improve this, I can improve this, I can improve this. What this is another lever that you can actually use and um, has very profound um, results. Yes, yes. I mean, you've already been talking about how it helped you call in your soulmate, like setting up your room in a way that like, like feng shuiing your room to call in your soulmate and creating that space and like, being observant of those things that are like singular and like not creating what you want. So I love that. So my last question for you is how can you harness energy in your home to help you with your confidence? Okay, I love this. So what I would say to you, first of all, is that energy of like, what like, I think for the first thing I would say is like, if you were to think of like an animal, like a, an animal that you're like, oh my God, that that animal like exudes so much confidence. I don't know, Katie, what would it be for you? Well, a pig popped into my mind. <laughs> I don't know why. Super confident, whatever. And like the thing is, this is like art is super subjective. So I'm just thinking of one of my clients and she wanted to um, get it. She wanted to improve in her career. So um, I said to her, well, what, what, what could you put, what piece of art would you like? So anyway, she found a piece of art of this horse, this black stallion. And she was just like, I want to charge ahead in my career. I was like, wow, you know, so, so for me, when I think of animals, like a, a confident, I'm just like thinking of like a, a lion, you know, just like, hmm. so I would love for anybody listening who wants to improve their confidence to, you know, find a talisman, like find an animal or a totem that's like, that's for me, the symbol of confidence and like tap into that energy, get a picture of it. Ideally not in your bedroom. Like if it is in your bedroom, you know, get the pairs. So like the two, like, you know, so the thinking pairs, um, especially if you're single or even in a relationship, but you want them to be, you know, for example, animals that mate forever. Uh, it, like that's um, an important one as well. When you're looking, if you want to think in pairs as well, but for the, for the confidence thing, I was like, find an animal, find an image. That's like, that's my thing. So in your house, you have this like anchor of like, oh, confidence. Mm, how can you channel that? Um, and the next thing I would say to you is around your house, everything around your house, as I said, has energy, it's frequency. So you want to get rid of the friction points because becoming more confident takes practice. And um, it takes also you want it to be we, we want more flow in our lives, more flow in, in becoming more confident. So I would totally invite you to walk around your house and see where there's little friction, friction points. Is there like squeaking doors? Is there things that are like um, 
is there um you know things that are broken or not working because they're all depleting your energy and to be confident you need to have energy you need to feel vibrant you need to feel happy you need you know you know like if you're down the dumps and everything's broken and nothing's working like that's not going to give you the energy of confidence so it's like what can you start to take control of and i think this is a really important thing with your house you know it's like that back to that span of control if you, for me, my bedroom, I was like, you know, I was in a shared house that time, you know, I had another flatmate. So my bedroom, I I took kind of like, I became very proud of it. So I was like, I'm so happy and pleased with that. You know, I was confident that my space was ready for, for love. So where, what can you do in your workspace to become more confident? Um, for example, I remember I was doing an uh, interview in Fort Worth and I was, um, I was on a TV station and afterwards, the ladies on the show said, oh, come look at our cubicles. Come look at our office. So I walked into their office and one lady had this, had her little, like they were these small little cubicles is all they had. Because obviously they're, they're presenters a lot of the time, but they still had this space that, that, that was their home for their work. And one lady had like all of her, um, her awards and her accolades and everything there. She had lovely, like her, her cert- certificates and everything on her, on her display. Um, she had a photo of her family, which I think is also a really good thing. It's like, why am I doing this? Like, why am I, do- why am I, you know, to be com- become confident? What's the reason behind me wanting to be more confident? It's for my kids, my family. So have a picture of your family there to remind you of your why. Um, she had all her certificates and everything. And then the other lady, we stood back and I'm like, well, what do you think? I just asked her, like, what do you see in your desk? And she had like all these little toys, little furry toy, toys. She had like loads of like snacks under the table. It was a kind of really cluttered and like they were just totally different. And she's like, it looks like I don't take my job very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I could, I, I don't know because I don't experience it, but she it really landed on her. And she's like, oh, because this other lady had all these things that reminded her of like what she's accomplished. So if you haven't got like a wall of accomplishment or an area in your workspace that shows like the certificates you've had, maybe you've had awards, maybe you've got like, you know, little, whatever things like little medals from running, from from whatever exercise, from whatever you did, like have those things to show what you've accomplished. You know, that's important because it's like reminder. And her space was not, it doesn't need to be, it doesn't mean you can't have any toys or little things in your office or workspace, but like what is going to, affirm like so it's like more affirmative things in the space for sure um, and then I really like um people to be really mindful of like quotes and things you have up on the wall you know these kind of joking things that can be up on the wall you're like oh no it still might be just a joke like the fridge magnets that are like oh I'd like I had a, a client who had a uh you know a, a, a rug at her front door like welcome to the crazy house it was crazy you know so like it might be a joke but then it's like do I welcome to my home glad to have you here you know just like that kind of sarcastic stuff is can be quite like can be degrading on your energy on in this in the unconscious so there's some of my things I would say um and then big style do a big do declutter like of old things so for example if you had an old job old you know, um, you know, old books from old careers, study that you didn't finish, like anything that you have a, a difficult relationship with or an old history with, get rid of it. Don't have it in your house. Don't have it in your field. You don't need it. 
because what you want things are going to boost your energy and your confidence, not go, oh my God, I remember that boss was so mean to me, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, 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 gone. Get rid of it and clear out the emails. You know, I had like one lady the other day, she cleaned up in my community. She had 5,000 emails. She went back to 2012 and found a receipt for knickers that she bought in 2012. But as she was going through it, she had like all these emails from like ex-boyfriends, things that like legal things, all that kind of negative things that were in her life, like past things. I was like, let it go. Let it go. Wow. That's so great. I'm like instantly starting to go through inventory in my house. I'm like, I need to get rid of that. I need to get rid of this. And like, oh my God, please let me know. If anyone starts clearing out things, please come and tell me. I want to know. I love, and I love when people find things. They're like, I can't believe it. Like last week, a lady shared in my community that she lost, she found a name badge that had been in her car. She quit the job 10 years ago and her, she still had the name badge. I was like, yeah. you don't need to. I yeah. can fast. Yeah, you're still carrying that with you if not and you don't even know you have it. So, yeah, I think I absolutely love this. I love feng shui. I love I've loved my chat with you. It's been just so like interesting and how important our environment is to how we're feeling about ourselves and what we're putting out there and the energy we're putting out there. So, I think this is just such like a a really great and important conversation that we yeah. need to have. And I hope that my listeners have taken something away from this because I sure have. And I'm definitely going to let you know all the things that I get rid of and how we like rearrange our house after this, because I'm ready. I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah. Thank you so much, Patricia, for coming on. I really appreciate you sharing all of this and like, you're just yeah. like a light and you light up when you talk about feng shui. And I just absolutely love that. Um, and I'm sure my listeners have enjoyed getting to know you too. So I would love to give you a chance to share where they can find you, connect with you, take your course, all the things. Yeah, sure. And um, the best place to come find me is patricialohan.com. And there I have access to my feng shui mini course, which gives you a big deep dive into how it all works to get started, some fun things to do around your house to get started. Um, and then I have some fun resources there as well, like guides and checklists that you can totally get onto um, and for anyone who wants to call in love you can go to patricialohan.com forward slash love and there is a um special guide there with some extra tips for calling in love great awesome thank you so much and i'll have that linked in the show notes um so thank you so much patricia i really enjoyed having you on and i can't wait to share this episode with everyone <laughs> i know you either i hope that you enjoy it and please do come you can come to my community or onto instagram follow me there and just tell me what you took action on because it's my favorite thing when i hear people getting wins like come on like i got a wedding invitation last last week yeah so yeah, there's so much to celebrate and you're having yeah. such an impact on people's lives just sharing what you love. So <laughs> that's amazing. Well, thanks everyone so much for listening. If you love this episode, please share it. And if you want to hear from more incredible guests, just like Patricia, please take a few minutes to write this podcast, write a review and subscribe. And I'll see you in the next one.